easing you into the sporting weekend. East FM 88.1, 107.1. I've been boring the hell out of everyone for the past few minutes, Giller. Um, that was a rendition of the BBC's classic golf uh, theme. Um, even you don't remember it, and you're a uh, noted, what do you call a guy who swings a golf club? A. Fictiondo, uh, <coughs> no. A wanker. Genius. <laughs> a genius. <laughs> Smart guy. A, a golf, <laughs> a golfing genius, but you've never heard this uh, classic tune, don't, obviously. Don't, don't, rec- don't recognise it. No. Golf's a tough game to watch. Oh, not a tough game. It's it's a great. Well, I enjoy watching it. However, it takes four days. Yeah, much like Test cricket. Much like Test cricket. Well, yeah, most tests these days take sort of three days. Yeah, well, golf's um, always four. So, yeah. So I just keep it keep an eye on things, and then I try and be there for the last couple of hours, which yep. is typically on a Monday. Yeah. Because it's obviously playing on a Sunday up up north, and. Uh, that I'm fortunate enough to live at home, so I work at home. Sorry, I do live at home. Do uh, live at home. That's, that's yep. positive in these COVID times. Yeah, uh, but I work it from home too, so I can go. Oh, I'll, I'll um, you know, I'll stay here until whatever time. Yep. But no, no, never wouldn't recognise it from a from anything. For anything. Okay. Well, sorry about that. But I did think we'd kick off the show with obviously something sports themed. I had been thrashing the Karate Kid theme by, well, not theme, but the most uh, well known song from the Karate Kid by Joe. In inverted commas, Bean Esposito. Why would you call yourself Bean? Your hi, my name is Bean Esposito. Esposito. I'm immediately thinking, you know, um, sort of black beans, Mexican cooking, or whatever sort of thing. Um, so, maybe, but no, I, I wasn't thinking that at all. That's what I drew. No. Uh, but Bean could be, I don't know, um, broad bean, butter bean. Yep. Um, we've got our own butter bean. Bean. Here. Okay. Bean, B-E-A-N, Bean. Strange nickname, isn't it? It is, but I mean, it could be. Unless his nickname's Three Baked Bean and he's just shortened it. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Enough of the smut. We don't uh, put up with that here in Howick. Uh, the Sports Happy Hour. We're actually up to episode 12, Giller. Yes. Um, we started off with um, Lofty Hopes and Dreams. Um, that soon faded. That's still alive, surely. It's still alive. Well, maybe. Maybe. I like, As I said the other day, I was uh, playing a song called Satellite Radio by Steve Earle. Um, and I think you heard it and said, that's yes. not a bad track. Good track. Um, but I like that song because one of the lyrics is, um, what if we're right, what if we're kings or something like that. Basically, it's about a guy who does a studio, uh, well, a low power frequency show, much much like this one. Um, and <laughs> and somewhere he's, you know, on the other side of the world, he's got this cult following, a bit like what happened to um, Rodriguez. Rodriguez, which mm. Rodriguez? Remember Rodriguez, the sugar man. No, which one? Alex. Uh, no, he wasn't a um, baseballer. He was a street musician, uh, R- Rodriguez. Oh, really? Surely you've heard his songs. Sugar Man. You must know that. They did a whole film on Sounds called, sweet. called Searching for Sugar Man. Okay. You've never heard of it? <laughs> nah, probably. Okay, we'll just move on I get then. Stuck. I'm pretty stuck in my listening sort of... Tastes and have moved on. Yo, you're again a bit stubborn, uh, sitting your ways. Yes. Uh, do we think Sam Kane's getting stubborn? Um, for those that don't know, the All Blacks are having a sook about um, coming home before Christmas, but the 14 day um, mandatory quarantine period is not allowing them to have Christmas Day with their family with all the lashings and trimmings. Personally, who cares? A lot of people have to work on Christmas Day. That's the way I view it. Um, are they too much on a pedestal here? Are they being a bit precious? Is Sam Kane speaking for the other lads and the other lads are like, oh, I don't really care that much. It sound, them sound like fighting words a wee bit. He mm. was, you know, we'll sort this. And That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. We'll do Has, this. That's mm. not acceptable. Like, well, hang on a minute, mate. You're the player. Mm. Your job is to work. Has he 
um, established quite a strong sort of patron-client relationship, as I would say, in sort of ancient Greece with um, the coach. You know, they're both men from uh, sort of, well, the chief's region, chief's aren't region. they? He's from the um, a wee bit, but yes. You know, have these two sort of just decided to... Fozzie, of course, sorry. Fozzie, of course, played for T.R. Mutu, which is... Sure. Which is where I'm from. Dion Muir, Bruce Rahana, yep. a few other cats. Now, Dion Muir was, um, he was a bit of a Bruce Rahana, probably not uh, Bruce Rahana. He's the fellow that we named the Dwayne Monkley. Okay. He was a bit of a Dwayne Monkley, Dion Muir. He came close to black, didn't he? Did, he? he did wear black a few times. Did he wear it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure that was Dion Waller, mm. the lock from Wellington. I'm more than got confused, I don't think. Mm. He, was a, he was a captain of New Zealand Māori, so yeah. he was well, that there. Yeah, he was there or thereabouts. Like Wayne Orman, for instance. Yeah, like Wayne Orman. <laughs> I think Wayne Orman's haircut let him down a little bit, uh, do you think? Uh, well, depends. He had a real short back and side, so, yes. yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, well. um, no, no, but Dion Muir, yeah, he, um, I, I thought he did play a test, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Which is co- quite we'll keep, common. We'll keep talking in real life. Oh, okay, I'll just keep running the I'll show for you then. Um, anyway, I think the All Blacks uh, are being a little bit precious, but not unexpected in the, um, you know, the way professional athletes are pandered to, particularly in New Zealand. And we know, hold on, and Gill has got a concerned look on his face. Is, oh, yeah, yeah, I have. I haven't actually finished or done anything. Oh, you haven't done anything. anything. Uh, no, you are right. New Zealand Rifton teams, New Zealand Māori, Waikato Chiefs, Canterbury Crusaders, a wee bit, which... Oh, that's a little bit troubling, isn't I feel, it? I feel, yeah. I feel unwell for saying it. Out yeah, loud. as you should. Uh, put, it, put, put it away. Um, um, so, so uh, what were we saying? Yeah, I have no idea. Not, not an all black. No, no. Uh, Fozzie, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. You're, well, there's two ways of looking at it. They think they've been hoodwinked by the sound of it. Yeah. They've, all their talk is that. Yet we see uh, a little what notes or you know, minutes from a, from a meeting saying, "Yeah, it's going to finish." Leaked on minutes. Leaked. It's going to finish on this day. But even if it mm. didn't, I mean. The black caps, you know, what are they going to do at Christmas Day? Get on the chop? Exactly. Well, not. They, it's, the next day they're going to play. That's why it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Cricket teams play on Boxing Day all the time. Yeah, and they're not going to have a big, gorge-out, lazy no. day. No. Big chickens and hams and turkeys. And they might say, there. oh, they still get to spend with their families. I Maybe some of them do that. Might live local to the venue, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. Um, but the majority will be away team. from them, and they be with their team. And also, might join the young guys, and they're like not necessarily married, or well, they actually are young sportsmen because they get sort of lined up a little bit, don't they? Yeah, they get <laughs> they get slammed, tackled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't see them coming, do uh, they? These oh, uh, oh. young women. Mm. Yeah, six kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep playing till I'm 38. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many children. Look how well I have to play. Yeah. Man, I want to keep stretching. It's a bit like that. It wasn't like that in Dion Muir's day because it wasn't all about the money, you see. No, it just started. But Dion Muir would have um, missed a Christmas. He would have missed a yeah, Christmas. Yeah, to be on an all-black tour, that's how much it would have meant to him. I'm I'm, I'm speaking for you, Dion, if you're listening. I'm very sorry, but uh, I, I would feel he would miss it. Yeah, yeah look, and he would have a problem doing it. Well, you go back in the day. What what All Black would complain about a, a, a game being played when? Back in the day, I mean, dudes yeah. cut their fingers off. That's it. Some, they cut their fingers off. Some dude. Uh, Tell us the story, please. Some dude. Uh, I've got to get this. I won't go to my phone. Yeah, uh, it was a South African tour. So it must be around the probably maybe the fifty six or somewhere around there. Um, some dude had a real bad index finger. It was crook. It was. It was. Uh, was it like Kevin Skinner or someone? Uh, I don't think it was Kevin Skinner. Um, Kevin Skinner shortened up the box at Eden Park in 53. Yeah, he did. He was the uh, the prop who was brought on for mm-hmm. his boxing skills. Enforcer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All he wanted to do was... <laughs> but it wasn't him. No. Okay. It was well, some sort of horny-handed man of the soil, And was it? Uh, he just he just looked at him and went, oh, chop. 
and he's in. Well, and you have to. What else get, can you do? What else are you going to do? Miss Christmas? Easy. I chopped my finger off. Um, yeah. And you got Ron Jarden, who scored the final track. I thought you were going to say Ron Jeremy there for a second. No. Thankfully. <laughs> He's in a bit of trouble now. He is. I don't know why anyone's surprised. I'm not surprised at all. No. I'm just, I mean, that's his, his job for 50 years was to do exactly that. I know. And why, um, you know, he can't be as good now as he used to be. Well, he was terrible in his latter days. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> I stopped watching so, after uh, a certain point. <laughs> you know what I mean? He couldn't walk. Yeah, but anyway, the, uh, we're way off sport. Um, yeah, that tends to happen though, a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Ron Jardin, he, yeah. he was off with a broken arm or something and a cracked sternum. And those are the days where you couldn't – it might have been the box again, I can't recall. Yeah. But it, um, but he was on, on the bench. You can't replace the players back in the day. Yeah, they used to call they – they had one, like, sub called an emergency – well, not even. I don't think you could replace anyone because they were falling down, getting hammered, like the, the game had switched yeah. momentum. So he comes back on, scores a winning try, which included diving onto his broken. He was chest. a winger, wasn't he? Yeah, onto yeah. his broken sternum. Oh, Jesus, uh, pine tree meads, pay the broken arm. Um, all these dudes and all this. I, now, I don't condone any. I mean, I think. No. I think I've had this conversation with you about Mark Graham. You know, yeah, so tough and so good, and you know, yeah. practically and straight out there, the first kid to get smashed. Um, is he now on crutches or? Oh, look, I'd be. It's um, in a facility. We probably quite rightly don't uh, favour this sort of behaviour now. Which, yeah, which probably. Well, they have to go off the field and get an HIV test yeah. all the time if they get <laughs> if they get whacked in the head, don't they? HIV, all that blood yeah. going to the head. Yeah, so I think I've sort of negated my argument there that because I was using hard man skills, uh, or not skills, hard man uh, mentality to. Yeah, but. I don't agree with it. I wouldn't have if I broke my arm or I wouldn't. But the, when we played rugby, the rhetoric was always hard man stuff as well. Like I remember, so. I remember someone on our team got quite badly injured. I can't remember exactly who it was, probably Goose or someone. <laughs> yeah, he did, I think. And he got left, <laughs> left on the ground. And old uh, coach uh, Harvey O'Loughlin and Mark Sizem, former uh, Magpie first five, who once kicked six drop goals in one game to bore the crowd into. <laughs> Well, that was the that was the high point of Hawkesbury Rugby that season, put it that way. Yeah. Anyway, um, and they basically just dragged him up off the ground, and this is what twenty five years just under yeah. ago, and they just dragged him off of the ground. They go, get up, son. Nothing wrong with you, you pufter, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's what happened. And and unless you were dead, then you really had to play on, didn't you? Well, that's that's uh, seemed to be the case. I um. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know how to coach like that, which I'm probably. It was the patriarchy, that. wasn't it? That, that's how they'd examine it now. It was the, it was just masculine, wasn't it? It was like you couldn't show them. In the animal kingdom, you can't show you lame, can no. you? No, and I do one thing. I do and like and admit about rugby. It is a tough old game, but you have to go hard. And when you go hard, you actually get hurt less. Yeah, it's a sort of paradox. Yeah. So you go in there timid. I mean, people will first of all smell it. Yep. And but you'll put yourself not committed to a gap or not committed to a tackle. Yep. And you'll get cleaned. You will. Yeah. So you've got you've got to. Do, and when you it's see, all or nothing rugby. Eh? It is. I know. It yeah, is. Yeah. You go as hard as you, you can. You can't be hesitant. And it's no. great fun until you get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> because the body has limits, which I have found. Um, it hits. Yeah. I watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> and teach my kids how to play. Uh, well, not teach them, I practice with them. But And then we get to sit here and, and slag off the All Black captain for wanting to have Christmas Day with his family. I still think that they should. I still think they shouldn't be bleeding. Yeah, neither, neither. I don't think. I think the majority of people don't. I had a look at uh, stuff and, and the comments and so forth on there, and the majority were anti Kane. But I think a lot of people are anti Kane now anyway. I think. Why am I saying anti, anti instead of anti? I've been watching the um, US. 
mass debate on television last oh, really? night. That was yeah. a kerfuffle. It was. I didn't watch it. I watched our one. I actually didn't watch it. I just sort of said that because I used American kind of, um, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Anti sure. what? Anti. Don't say anti-American. Anti- Are you anti-American, Giller? Is that what you're saying? I carry a, a red under the bed. Okay. Commies, eh? Um, looking forward to this weekend, um, I'm not really sure who's playing who because I haven't even looked, have you? Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say there's some huge matchups this there weekend, but like, honestly, weekend. we haven't looked. I saw that Simon Hickey's playing number 10. Mm-hmm. He's been going all right. He went all right. I mean, they're playing, um, with all respect, Manawa Tua probably um, outside the top eight in terms of skill set and players available. But they oh, yeah, held their own for a little while. Yep. And Auckland were rubbish again. I mean, I was complaining last week. On paper, it will see, say that they're reasonably comfortable, but um, I thought they were rubbish again. I really did. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I do know a game this weekend. Just the mindset just seems to be, um, you know, scrum everything. Well, I suppose if you've got Offa Tongafasi and um, Angus Tavao and all this well. sort of stuff, you're going to scrum a lot, right? Who's up front. But they, I don't know. I'm just being a grumpy old man, I think. I'm I, see, I'd rather see them take the points first. Yeah, I flicked, I flicked you know? through the, um, I flicked through all. Because there was a couple of games on at the same time. Yeah, so oh, the, the scheduling again was wonderful. Oh, perfect. Thank you for that. I think it was a, it was Otago Taranaki. Mm. That exact, that's exactly what it was. And, well, it was the Shield game. And I was so more they interested to, in their Otago Taranaki I, game. I suppose with the scheduling, though, they when it was scheduled, they didn't realise that that would be a Shield game necessarily. Well, they knew it could be. Did they? But, you know, they didn't. Well, they didn't know that Canterbury um, would, you know, would lose it, would they? Well, no, they didn't. So it's quite hard to predict these things. I mean, Otago now play Hawks Bay. Yeah, Hawks Bay just beat Canterbury for the first yep. time in thirty years. I turned that game off with about two minutes to go. Did anyone else do that? No, no. Okay, no. just me. I didn't watch it at all. I just said if and Canterbury, they always win. I mean, I wasn't expecting them not to win. No, but I just gave up and and put on, um, <sighs> you know, England's greatest castles or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Which one came up? Uh, I think it was Conway Castle in uh, North Wales. Really? Charming. I've actually been to Conway and, and uh, um, paraded along its um, castle walls that sort of uh, engulfed the city. You paraded? Mm. So walk, does that mean walk? Well, I, I showed, showed off the goods. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, it also, Conway is also home to the world's smallest house uh, as recognised by the Guinness Book of Records. I believe I've seen that. Habitable house is what it's I'm getting It's a little skinny one, like a, it is. like three stories or something, but yes. it's like a doorway. Yes. Like a doorway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, wonderful. And it, it brings a lot of, um, as you can imagine, tourists and well wishes to and, the town. some dude rents it out mm. lives in it. I mean, or... Uh, or um, I suspect I suspect someone owns it and Rinses charges a fee, or oh, charges yeah. a fee for people to go and look. Yeah, I had to guess. Yeah, what's the point of living in a doorway? <laughs> <laughs> a deep doorway. That's all it is. But anyway, it's, it is fascinating. It is fascinating. Directly related to rugby and soccer and sport. Yep. In some way. Yeah. There'll be yeah, someone. An allegory or whatever. Um, uh, did you watch the UFC? I, son, you didn't pay for it, did you? I was going to. But you didn't. And I did it. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy I didn't. I do enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Yep. And uh, and look, Adesanya is, a, well, first of all, I'll go to the other fighters, but I followed a wee bit, but Adesanya is a, um, his, yeah, knowing a little bit about this, um, what he's able to do is is incredible. It's really hard. He's got really flexible, fast legs. They move naturally. They move naturally. Well, that's well what I mean is, 
for me, when I used to do karate, I'd stretch and train and stretch and train and stretch and train just to kick about hip height. Yeah. And I could finally get to head height, but it was labored. It was, wasn't natural. Like mm-hmm. He just goes, and it's up there like he's throwing out a punch. So you got him chopping into this dude's front leg and the guy's wearing his, his front leg down. And of course, up pops the one to the head, which he wasn't expecting. And then, you know, next flurry later, he's all over. Yep. It's 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 a it's t- it's terrible. So that's a fast twitch fiber situation, isn't it? Is, possibly. Is it a bit like the old Masters of the Universe um, action figures? And you press the button on the back, and they they would throw those kicks and punches and stuff with that sort of elasticity that created the speed. If you know what I mean, just snap. It's just like that. Is it like that? It is like that. And, you, and if you don't see it coming, it's very hard to defend. And of course, well, you're going to see it coming if you're fighting in the ring with him. Well, I mean, you're going to be looking out for that. As well, he got chops cleanly with it. So yeah, true. And he was an undefeated fighter. True. To get kicked cleanly by someone else in the head. Mm. It ain't easy. And they're all blowing the load over him now, aren't they? Um, well, he's been on a trajectory. I'm, I'm he has, that. yeah. It's not like he's a flash in the pan or he's new to it, but um, no, and he's got Dana a, White knows he's, he's a money man. You can see yeah. it, eh? And he's got a big background in kickboxing prior, so yeah. he's actually fought a lot. Like, this is not – I mean, he's in his 30s. He's 31 or something. Is he? He's, yeah. not, he's not like 24 or 26 or, you know, no. starting out in the UFC. He's had a massive career outside, a successful career outside it. Yeah. And he's just coming out and cleaning. True. It's good to see. There's a lot of fighters like that out there, though, isn't there? Because it's it is actually a sport you can start a bit later in, isn't it? In a way, if you've got if you look at the guns, head kicks you get. Yeah, yeah. Well, <coughs> shins to the head is Conor McGregor quarter. That's right. Well, um, shins to the head. Yeah, that can't be that pleasant, <laughs> hey? Even if there's not much in there, it's like you know? I'm not really into it. Nah, just <laughs> could do something less sort of. You know, but you've got to have that savagery, man. That it's uh, animal instinct. That's all it is, eh? It's uh, it's yeah, it's it's uh, kill or be killed. Yeah, yeah. Dave, have you been watching any of the white ferns after we got the names wrong last week? Uh, this is the cricket, the women's cricket. Yeah, New Zealand <laughs> I've been following fan. it. You've been following it. Yeah, I can tell you. Well, I can give you a brief sum- summary right. of what's happened so far. Uh, there's been three T20 internationals completed. Yep. Um, the first two were convincing wins to the Australian yeah. uh, Southern Stars, they're called. Oh, really? Southern Stars. Thank you, uh, Jane, who emailed in to correct us on the name of the Australian women's Thank you. cricket team. Um, and the third game, they sort of improved. They made a couple of personnel changes. One of the issues is the pitch is it's not quite coming on um, and they're a spinner short. Well, that's the excuse anyway. I think they're just, well, they they filled their team with nine batters, um, but the specialist batsman didn't get to bat till like number nine, which was very odd. Really? Yeah, and they sort of did that for two games. Um, they're missing a spinner, a spinner um, who can't get out. She can't get back from Scotland or something, and that's causing the whole sort of balls up. So anyway, oh, okay. yeah, they lost the first two, and they actually won yesterday. We got the third one. Yeah, I saw that. They, they got the. Um, it was pretty much the same as the first two games. The same things went wrong, but Australia just sort of didn't get enough runs. Did they change, uh, the, the Australians change their team or was it just... Uh, a little bit, yeah. But not massively? Not massively, no. Not enough to lose? No. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a B team is what I'm intimating. Yeah. So yeah. so we played better. It certainly improved, yeah. Good enough. And I think there's 350 over or three or five of them. Who knows? Just cricket everywhere. No one knows what's going on. No. Um, you know, me and you could actually start up our own sort of um, international cricket league if all we need is really a ground. Um, I could probably organise some players. Financing? Um, yeah, in these tough times, we'd probably have to go to the corporates, to be fair. Right, but that we could do So that. if you could 
sorts. Well, you might know some people from when you used to sell cars, for instance. Yeah, yeah, I know people when I used to sell. Some yeah. sort of finance company people, and yeah, oh. and call it the the UDC Cup or something, and you know, we get stars from all around the world. What's wrong with that idea? The idea in its form and its it is. form is pure. It is. <laughs> Nothing it's wrong. pure, isn't it? It's a pure idea. <laughs> I've got this champion. Do you, I don't know if we have time. We've got time. We've got 24 minutes. Surely and, you know, and half our audience has already left. So Surely not. Um, the Cleveland. Yeah, it's still in the car. Um, where was I going with it? Oh, the Cleveland Cricket Club, which I live just up the road from. They've got this beautiful, beautiful um, grounds and everything. And it's. Half of it is a recreational reserve used by the markets on Sundays and by what do you call horse riding people, equestrian people. Crazies. You know, they are crazy, yeah. Crazy. They're horse very, riding people are crazy. Very Jilly Cooper sort of oh, uh, that scene, man, isn't it? It's such a yeah. Um, anyway, they take up uh, the more well, half of the land basically in the cricket good. club and rugby club and all that take up the rest. Yeah. I've got this dream to turn the ground into almost a lashings. You know, like the lashings are living in England. I've umpired them a couple of times. No. Basically, it's a team of ex players, goes 40s, 50s, whatever. Like, I when I umpired them, they had Boris Johnson and um, bloody like um, Phil DeFratis, John Embry. Courtney Walsh, all these sort of 80s yeah, stars. Right. Anyway, I thought about a similar concept here and basing them in the picturesque, rural and corporate-friendly area of Clevedon. Well, that's a pure idea. That's got legs, that has. It's got legs, isn't it? We need, and we given need. my cricket connections, oh. so if anyone's listening who wants to get on board with this idea. It's a um, great idea. So we can fly them in, quarantine them for a month? We're two? not flying them in. Oh, we'll right. just use ex-New Zealand players. Oh, ex-New Zealand players. Mm-hmm. All right. And they play. They play against corporates. What's that? What's wrong with that idea? Well, against corporates. Oh, I see. And we plug all the games through, obviously, through the Sports Happy Hour here yeah, on everyone. East FM at eight point one. Everyone. One hundred seven point one. Did you know that one hundred seven point one wasn't working last week? No. It um, someone kicked over the transmitter or something. I'm not sure how it happened. Kick over a transmitter. And, oh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not sure <laughs> the technical term for it. Um, that plug. Somebody did. And the 107 was off the air for quite a while. No one noticed, apparently, for a while. Oh, no one. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. No, no, not, no, it, the audience didn't It's notice. not good, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. Right. Uh, well, you know what I'm getting at. So, anyway, back. it's back. Welcome it's back. good to be back. Welcome back to Evan and the uh, um, – everyone sort of south of uh, East Tamaki Road can now hear us again. Uh, Sweet. Or you Greenmount residents and so forth. Do you know where Greenmount is? Isn't that like behind East Tamaki up the hill there? Uh, it's just a green mountain called Greenmount. Is that right? They didn't really think too hard about it. No, green Lane. Uh, that's another one. Um, that's true. North Island. Yeah, <laughs> that's another one. Do you ever watch these King in the Ring fights, these um, locally produced sort of Sky Arena, a little bit Woodstock bourbonish, a little bit... Um, I've flicked through them, but I've never really stayed... A little bit gang time. memberish. ish do you it know what I mean? It looks yeah, but yeah. Maru Road, perhaps. Down yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all these made guys are sort of sitting sideline. Trying to like, give themselves credibility. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a legitimate businessman. Of course you are. Yeah. Anyway, do you watch those? I watch uh, them for a bit of a giraffe, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. I don't mind them. Yeah. I don't pay for it. No. But, um, <laughs> um, we'll cut that part. Who's been fighting? Uh, I don't know. But there's, there's another one coming up, I think, this weekend. Um, so I'm keen to check it out. I sort of adopt fighters when I watch them. Um, so you pick someone you like a style or whatever. Because it goes, it's King of the Ring. So they, they fight like four times. And well, this night. is what, um, yeah. This is what uh, Dooku used to set up, is that right? Correct, yeah. JT was involved in it for a while, I think. Of course, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and John McCrandall, the guy we yeah, yeah. with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's um, the one who set that up. 
But I think now it's, um, you know, been taken over by another subsidiary. I'm not sure exactly who runs it. Someone will tell me. Right. Um, but they are quite entertaining fights. Uh, oh, but yeah, because it's a fight thing. to the death situation almost. Yes. It's, it's. The no. concept is like smaller, shorter, fewer rounds. Yeah. But you get more, more different fighters. Yeah. But you get bashed too, man. Right. By the end of it, these guys are just bashed, <laughs> eh? Like, they're not going back to work on Monday, nah. sort of luck. You know what I mean? What your job is, don't worry about it. Just lie yeah. down. Just don't worry about it a couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, there's another one that's come up. Uh, I think it's this weekend. Oh, I'm going to smash this camera. Um, no. Yeah, I heard because I knew somebody who knows someone. <laughs> Are you saying the tour man's coming out of retirement? Is that what you're saying? No, no. Is no. that a scoop, an exclusive? Nah, I can't provide that, unfortunately. Uh, but I know that. Well, Mike Tyson had, so why can't David Tour? There's no reason why Tour can't. I mean, who's going to step in there, for God's sake? Not, not me. Watching him take Cameron's head off, and apparently, yeah, I, I spoke to a dude and, uh, who um, knew someone inside the camp, and uh, he's like, yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't really walk for these few days. That bad. He, he got up and did his camera interview. Yeah. Took his sunnies off. And, of course, said the only thing, I'm, only thing wrong with me is my when, big, big toe. This yep. is the next day. Sorry, when? So I was just trying to give a bit of background to people who might not oh, want to fight. Of this. course, I've jumped all over the show. Yeah. Okay, so this is a uh, fight of the century, I believe they called it. Well, it was billed as that, but. Uh, not didn't last that long. No. So what do, the shortest fight of the century. Yeah. Yeah. And they put a half million dollar line on the line each. So they got a million bucks. And it was really blinked up. All and this is New Zealand for you guys listening overseas where we just don't have big purses like yeah. you do at Las Vegas. And it was all blinked up and, you know, standing with a, in a safe or a vault with, you know, the promotional photos. Mm. With They did a very good job. It was right? very theatrical. Yeah, and it? I paid up for it. Stacks of people did. Yeah, they did. And, of course, Tua would cling them in the first round and they gave him a second, just like 15 seconds or something, <laughs> just, to, just to, I don't know. Get and he fought a guy called Shane Cameron, the mountain warrior. Yeah. Was his, uh, Who's a good fighter and also okay. beat that dude. A dude that um, Tua lost to, Cameron knocked out. Yeah. Uh, I can't um, remember his name. Mm, it was a few years ago. It's on top of my uh, tongue as well. Yeah. Well, that might be acid. I'm not sure. Yes. Yeah. Find out in about 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, was, um, it didn't last long, and Shane Cameron's never really recovered. He doesn't really box anymore. Um, I think he just said, I'm just going to run a gym because I got messed up, man. Yeah, and I think he's got a farm too down, down yeah. back down. He's got, I mean, he's got other options, but boxing wasn't as... Um, no. He did, like I said, he did beat this other fellow. The name's on my, mm. my lips. It was well. just, when you saw when you saw that fight, though, Tua, he just had fought the best in the world. Yeah. And Shane Cameron was bigger, stronger, had ability, but he didn't have big ring experience. No. and. Not only that, but he just, he couldn't, he'd never faced the power like Tua had. And he'd also riled Tua. That's the thing. He, saying, and Tua I, just sat there all quiet, just taking was, it I in. I saw you getting beaten by Lennox. You're not hiding. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, I fought Lennox Lewis, man. Who did yeah. you fight? Who didn't knock him out? No. Nah, it was just points. And at his prime, too. Yep. Um, and Lewis yep, was a, absolutely. He was, what, 6'6? Six, six. It was a boring fight. Technically. It was such a boring fight. Wow, funny, I, because I was, I watched Remember it. Tua just kept trying to get inside? He was yep. just too short. Just couldn't he keep couldn't jumping to Big, I, I remember I was down in uh, Christchurch with the, the bunch of students, and I was the, when I was doing my martial arts, I was like, "No, nah, nah, the, the, the big guy." You keep referring still. to Christchurch a lot, don't you? Yeah, this is the first one today, but yes. No, you yes. mentioned Christchurch earlier. Did I? Yeah. Hmm. Was I talking about Canterbury? Uh, let's let it slide. Anyway, let that one slide. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, everyone. <laughs> if you're wondering what Giller looks like, anyone, he looks like a uh, older Bolden, Bolden Barrett. Oh, there we go. You do, don't you? It sounds right. Yeah. Bit of an older Bowden Barrett. That's what I look like. Bit shorter. Yeah. Bit more paunchy. 
Well, I did say older, which which is being <laughs> euphemistic for you know. Yeah. Had a little bit of toe. I, I not think. not as in shape. No, at the halfway stage of, yeah. of the uh, non-championship 100-metre sprint yep. in uh, seven form, yep. I was leading at halfway. At halfway? <laughs> yeah. Who else was in the race? Fraser Gimmel. Oh, really? Aim Hunter. Yeah. Andrew Harris. Yeah. Uh, Digger. Yeah. Dudes, it's not as good as my story, my um, Doug Hallett story, though. Remember? Well, Doug Hallett wasn't in that story. I told you that story, yeah. <laughs> no, tell me this story. Uh, in fourth form, 100 metres. Yes. Doug was... You went galloped him. He pulled a hammy oh. and he pulled out, but I beat him. Yeah. yeah. School. So yeah. that's he, it. He pulled out. So, so that's there's it. placings. Hey. So the, the records will show there's placings. Yeah. And Doug Allen wasn't... DNF. He was, yeah, did not finish. Well, tough luck. Yeah. Did not finish. I finished yeah. ahead of him. Just couldn't pull a hammy. Do you know what I mean? I remember playing touch with him in his sandals. Yeah. Just mowing everyone. No one can get hold of him. If you know, uh, don't know what we're talking about, Doug Howlett, uh, former All Black winger, who oh, scored a lot of points. Still the leading try scorer. Is he? Yeah. How many has he scored? 49, I believe. He went to Auckland Grammar School around the same, same time as uh, as we did, and that's what we're just fanboying him. How many tries? I'll have to check it. I think it's 49. 49. Has record. no one got 50 tries for that? I don't believe so. We'll find out. Because JK, he ended sort of in the 30. Yeah, those guys didn't play enough rugby. No, nah, they didn't, but he probably would have had the most because he scored the ratio, how, of, how often he scored. Cullen scored a lot early on when he was a fullback, but he didn't play that many tests. Because uh, I think he's 45. He got screwed over by, um, by once were Mitchells. Once were uh, John Mitchell, the, um, yeah. the Waikato man. Who was... I, have you heard my thing on, on John Mitchell? He looks so much younger now than he did when he was playing. Yeah, yeah. Like 20 years younger. It's I believe, bizarre. I believe that. Um, he got some dentistry done, I think, when he went to play overseas, which helped. Yeah, because he wasn't yeah, He was missing that as, uh, I don't know, probably 17 years of age onwards. Well, he was from um, the Wakato. This is too hard. Again. Fraser Tech, maybe. Yeah. So you didn't find the uh, list of, oh, well, we, let's try and do it in our head. We could probably do it, honestly. Remember every game and try this, Gordon. Uh, no, I mean the top try scorers oh, yeah, for the okay. All Blacks oh, okay. of all time. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I know who it is. It's, it's going to be Goldie. Uh, no, he's 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 down a wee bit. Cullen's close. Cullen's on forty six, I believe. Jonah. Uh, Jonah's on about forty. Yeah. Because uh, remember, his career was hampered. Well, by yeah, he didn't play that much. Well, so he he never scored against the. Don't tell me. Big South Africans never never scored against the South Africans. They. I remember Never. the games. He was just marked out of the games. Oh, he was smoked off the pitch. They marked him out of the games, eh? Yeah. James Small back, I think we've mentioned yep. this before, in the 96 test in South Africa with them, the winners, our first time back. I believe we won by one or two or three points. Yeah. Daytime game, sitting in Lancaster Park with all the filthy, you know, terraces that they had back then. Yeah. Concrete, concrete uh, with just these, like, wooden benches. Yeah. And it, it was a uh, few pe- likely customers there too, probably. Oh, packed to the whatever's and behaving yeah. poorly. Poorly. Uh, so glad that I saw it. Um, and I'm glad that it's gone. Really? I digress. The, well, uh, I was like there with Athletic Park. I went there. Um, never been to Athletic Park. Well, mine was kind of just a, a bit of fate, really. I um, went to visit my old man in Wellington. He was living in Wellington in the late 90s and I was sort of 19 or something. And I went down there just see what the yarn was, and we went to an All Blacks test at, uh, it ended up being the last All Blacks test at Athletic one. Park, 97. Was it against the French? No, it was against Australia, and we won 43 to 6, and it was a mud bath. Oh, that's a game, yeah, it was a 96. It was a complete mud bath. Jonah played incredible. He did, he's Might got a cool Might have been 97, I think, you're right. Um, but either way, 
it was freezing. And that if you'd had to go to that, I mean, I'm not a Wellingtonian. I'm, you know, there'll be a few people listening going, oh, soft Jaffa. But that wind is pretty bracing. And you're up in that southern, I know where it was. I yeah, and, and it was, I was in that stand that felt like it was, you know, yeah, about condemned. To, about to fly it should have been anyway. Yes. Um, anyway, so that was a hairy and scary sort of day. And but it was good. I got to see the game, um, obviously, and, and the All Blacks pumped them. One strange thing I remember about that game is the referee blowed his w- blowed. <laughs> blew his whistle uh, literally about seven minutes too early. Was, the game was like 73 minutes. It was oh, weird. really? I yeah. Cool that. Because everyone, my old man was like, oh, what about the other seven minutes we've paid for and all this sort of shit? And I, <laughs> I was like, oh, we'll just get out of the cold. 43. I know, I know, but it was stupid. Like, yeah. why would you miss out? How? Where did these seven minutes go? Yes. It was totally bizarre. Oh. So that was the days before referees were sort of um, skinny, uptight, sort of robotic prototypes that they pump out. Yeah. Um, these were sort of sort of paunched middle-aged men. Like, up, they just up. went to go off for a jug, really. Yeah, and that was hard Like work. Clive Norling. <laughs> hard Remember? work for a referee running in that mud. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fields were so much shit, shittier that, that then, was, you know. I remember the game pretty well. I remember Joan had a Blinder, yep. both on attack and defence, yep. and skill. Because uh, they had a good team too. It wasn't like it was a bad uh, Wallabies. John Eels was in there. He, yeah, they had like Joe Roth and yeah. um, uh, Mortlock probably, or if not him, no, Herb, I think probably, Sterling Mortlock, probably Daniel, Daniel Herbert, Herbert would have been yeah. there. Yeah. Um, no, I do recall they had a good, a pretty good team, but Scott, under the conditions. I just think it was one of those where Australians were used to it being hot and sunny and dry, yeah. and they just couldn't <laughs> take it and they got pumped. What is this? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Really, and I think the wind the wind actually swung around because it was that horrible suddenly, and then I think it, there was a bit of a change as well. Everything suited the All Blacks, I think, that so, day. All right, so they were with the wind both ways. And I should read, yeah. I've got that book, Men in Black, which covers all these games. So yeah, I should I looked that one up uh, maybe this evening. Yeah, have another read about it because yeah, it sounds a Ironic that Eden Park, the much maligned Eden Park, is the only one still standing out of all of those grounds. No Carisbrook? The House of Pain's been long demolished. Uh, <laughs> Carisbrook, what's the... the uh, a, well, AMI, Lancaster. What is, what's it called now, or was called? AMI. What was the last thing it was called? AMI. Oh, no, it was something else. Wasn't that the Orange Theory? Or? No, that's the current one. Was that the current one? Uh, it was AMI Stadium, and then but it's famous. But wasn't there some local sort of... Jade? Jade, Jade Stadium, Financial. Jade Stadium. No, no, Jade, uh, I think they're in technology. Oh, okay. Um, Jade Stadium. And then I believe before that it was Lancaster Park. Yeah. And that's what Todd Blackett used to refer to it regardless of. N- yeah, naming Jade rights. Be gone. We don't Lancaster. stuff off. Yeah, it's Lancaster Park. I'm sort of. That's gone. That's yeah. not really their fault, but it's gone. No, uh, it's not, not entirely their fault, that one. <laughs> no. Uh, athletic Park. I didn't go to Athletic Park and I didn't go to um, Carisbrook. But, um, no. I've been to Carisbrook to watch a cricket game. Oh, yeah. Freezing. Yeah, of course it's cold. <laughs> like freezing. Like it was nine or something in summer. It's cold down there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'm a bit soft with the cold. I don't deal with it that well. Right. It's not my main thing. That's why I've never been into snow sports, I think, for really? instance. I love snow sports. If you do it right and you go in the right conditions, you're never cold. You're never cold. Um, but you get it wrong and you go in the wrong conditions, you can be – I mean, I went out, um, Cardrona in 1999, we went out one morning um, and it was wind chill factor, I think, minus 20 and about minus 4. And we went out there and we called, a, the instructor called it quits within, I don't know, 40 minutes or something and just said, look, today's, we're out. Little bits of, uh, what do you call it, frostbite under, like we had balaclavas on, we had all the gears, uh, but wherever the skin was being exposed, like literally a little line between the um, the goggles and the, uh, and the balaclava on your cheek, 
starting to get black. That's seriously cold. Feet never warmed up no matter what. Just Did you get frostbite? No, no, no. We caught it. It was after 40 minutes. Oh, shit. So that's enough. We're out. But I've had great days where it's just it's T-shirt. Yeah. Literally just a T-shirt. And just some soft powder, early spring, that sort of situation. You get a great day and you're like, man, I don't need to wear it. And what a tan, though. You can get a tan, that reflecting tan. Yeah, you do have to block up. I'd have to block up. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I get, I get singed. Celtic complexions. Correct. You sound um, the same. But they're, I mean, yeah, snow sports is, yeah, I get, I get what you mean. It's the injuries I don't like about snow sports. No. Um, spe- speaking of injuries, actually, this is very unfortunate. Um, Incredible, just, isn't it? Just what? What is this? Oh, are you reading this as well? No, no I read the story. So okay. Well, All Black. Uh, well, uncapped All Black lock Quinton Strange, uh, who has led. Well, he's out injured from the All Black squad without even playing a game, which is a kick in the balls. Um, and it's led to M- Mitchell Dunshay uh, being caught up. I thought they would have gone with like Putty Putty Parkinson or something. Is he injured? Uh, maybe he is. Is that what the I issue is? I don't know, because he's playing real play. He's playing real. Well. Well, he was, yeah. I, I think he's injured. I didn't see him in the other attack. You might yet. be right, actually. You might be right. Yeah. Uh, but surely there's another lock apart from him. Apart from this dude. Do we have to keep going to Crusaders players? Apparently. Uh, Ruben Thorne, that great Crusader from Taranaki, said yeah. that uh, he's, he's good, this fellow. Oh, okay. Well, that's all you need, is it? Although, he, although he's good. Thorne as a captain was was was... Like Sam Kane looks like he's on that similar trajectory. He does, There'll doesn't be people he? People just won't be satisfied. No, nah, they won't be. And I think, yeah, he's the legion of, of all black captains, really, isn't he? Possibly. Yeah. We don't know yet. He hasn't played a game. He's sort of been thrown under the butt. Well, need <laughs> this Quentin Strange by the looks of things. No. He's going to be guarded. It's just like uh, Luke Jacobson last year at the World Cup. Yep. In there, no, nah, you're out. Yeah. And now he's not even in the 15, was, in the 30 best players, yeah, sorry, 40 mate. best. We liked him last year. No, nah, not anymore. Before you banged your head. Um, That's what happened, eh? He sort of, because um, he got concussed badly, didn't he? And showed symptoms. Uh, yeah, and, and he to, was out for a while, wasn't have he? To let him, let him go. But uh, it's so competitive, man. Like Lachlan Boucher can couldn't get in the squad. He'll probably get in now because they've extended it. But yeah, um, I, I expect him to be there somewhere as, as a fetcher. He's incredible. It depends what sort of lock they're going for here. I mean, with Dunshay, he's a bit. Yeah, he's a bit bigger though, isn't he? Because I would have gone with that Scott Scrafton. I know I'm biased about Auckland, but he played for the Hurricanes this year. Mm-hmm. He's a good lock, man. Like he's a real good worker. Like mm-hmm. and he's tough. Right. And he doesn't take any shit sort of in the t- in the tight. I like him. Um, and he's about twenty seven too, so he's kind of mature and a bit more gnarly. Yeah, I would have gone with him, but again, you sort of got to play for Crusaders to get a call up these days, don't you? <laughs> I noticed they've even called up Alex Hodgman, who's a picture of him here, the uh, loose head, isn't he? Um, who plays for the Blues now, but he's spent his formative years in Christchurch, from what I understand. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically anyone's going to get picked now, so I wouldn't count yourself out. Oh, um, look, I haven't stopped stretching. No, no, well, that's I, the thing. I haven't started running, but I'll get to that. I've done mm. a bit of passing. Well, that's right. I mean, see, they're missing Braden Enor, um, Lamapi, and Scott Barrett as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you forget these guys because there's such a big attrition rate with All Blacks now, isn't there? Oh. We were talking earlier about John Kerwin got, how many tries was it? 35. 35, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I think he got his 35th against South Africa in 94. I remember him. It was quite a famous picture in the Herald of him going over because that at the time was a record, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, he was a record try scorer. He was, he was. Uh, we've got about a minute left because we've been cut off by the news again, Giller, which is always um, good fun. The news bulletin that comes. Comes on at um, 5.56. Seems to be a pattern here. Seems to be a pattern. That's all right. It's less work for us, isn't it? Who's programming this? That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. 
<laughs> and we'll, um, and we'll, yeah. Hey, it was episode number 12 of uh, Sports Happy Hour. Lyst on East F, Lyst, Life on East, <laughs> Life, Live on East FM at 8.1, 107.1. Um, I've been Jim, he's Giller, and as always, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Looking forward to it.